Welcome to the Global from Asia e-commerce series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our first Amazon FBA e-commerce series and before we get started, we have a sponsor, Aurelia Pay. AureliaPay.com is an Asia cross-border payment solution. I use them to send money from Hong Kong into China as well as over to Philippines and other locations. So it's a great solution for you to do cross-border currencies same day if you get it in the morning and all online. Pretty simple. Check them out at AureliaPay. A U R E L I A. P-A-Y.com. Thanks again, guys, for supporting the show. All right. And now for this week's first show for the e-commerce series, which I'm so excited about, I brought on the show Mayor Simhi. He is an Israeli entrepreneur in China about the same time as I've been here doing e-commerce and FBA. And he's the inspiration for this exact series. He will be a mentor and advisor for this new company. And he's going to be giving us great insights on today's show. We kind of got a lot of questions, people already applying. We just put the put this out on Tuesday and it's Friday already as the show goes live. And uh, we thought it'd be cool to answer these and use this as kind of like a getting started to e-commerce, what things you should think about, how much you're going to invest, where where you should sell Amazon FBA, what countries, marketplaces, branding strategies, secrecy, reasoning, and everything else. So let's dive in. And uh, of course, all the show notes will be on this new e-commerce series. We will have it as e-commerce zero zero one so global from asia.com slash e-commerce zero zero one so first show of we're hoping to do hundreds of these so let's dig in okay thank you everybody for tuning into our first series of the global from asia e-commerce series we are here recording in oct loft near the starbucks in shenzhen china for those that are familiar with the area doing it right outside. And we have our first person on the show, Mayor Simhi. Thanks for being here, Mayor. Thank you, Mike. So we've uh, we've been friends for many, many years, and we've had we've had talks and belly dancer dinners and uh, a lot of, you know, startup weekends, as well as you've been a speaker at both cross-border summits in 2016 and 2017. And we had a great workshop on Amazon and I have to credit you for the idea for this whole series. So it was just a couple of weeks ago we were having dinner. Uh, we both have kids and we were talking about e-commerce and, and you, you had said, hey, Mike, you know, maybe, you know, why don't you just get back in the game, get back in e-commerce? I had done it for quite some years and I have some limiting beliefs, is I think what you called it or maybe what it is. And uh, so thank you so much. And thanks for coming on our first show. And, and uh, thanks for coming here. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so exactly as you said, I think that uh, you should not be uh, binding for a decision you took uh, five or seven uh, years ago because uh, something that happened or bad business experience. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, time for new ventures. Exactly. So how about you? Do you want to share a little bit about your background? I mean, you have some great 
great experience and and especially with amazon and and other e-commerce yeah so i've been an entrepreneur since i remember myself and i came to china in 2007 and with the solid idea to do e-commerce i knew that uh, china is going to be the center of the world and um, is going to be a, a major player in the e-commerce industry. And I wanted to go to where all the products come from. So yeah, I came to Shenzhen and I started from uh, nothing. Basically, I had nothing, had no network, no connections, no job waiting for me. A little bit uh, experience and a lot of motivation. And I've been uh, bootstrapping since I remember myself here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, built a business and uh, still doing e-commerce. Exactly. Yeah, it just, you're being modest. You also have you also have a, you, you're sourcing. You have sourcing operations and logistics support for FBA sellers, which many sellers have been using and and happy to to recommend. So it's it's uh, it's been great to to see both of us develop over the years. We've we've uh, we've been checking in with each other on a regular basis and we both are are growing so it's it's really great so it's exciting it's very exciting so today's series we're still in very early stages of this very early stages of this new e-commerce business and getting quite it's only been a few couple of days since we even launched it or introduced it to everybody and we're getting lots of questions so i thought we will get you on the show and we could both just kind of talk and answer some questions that some potential partners in the business have been have been messaging us about so basically i'm going to mention some people's names and and maybe some of their questions they kind of came in as facebook comments or emails or chat messages so the first one which is a good one to start with is we're looking for people to invest money in this new business so they're saying like how much should they invest like sarah lee kane uh sent me a message on facebook she's like She's interested to invest. She's like wondering how much should somebody invest in it. Well, maybe not this venture specifically, but also maybe just any any e-commerce business. What do you think is a good amount somebody should start with? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, basically, in e-commerce, there are a few different business models, uh, like dropshipping. Uh, in dropshipping, the initial investment can be much lower than FBA business, where you uh, have to invest in inventory and buy stocks. Uh, if you do a private label, FBA, so you even have to invest more because you need to, to invest on branding and the MOQ, the minimum order quantity, will be higher. Mm-hmm. So the investment will be higher. For this uh, particular uh, venture, the, this project that uh, we're doing here, I think that the investment should be higher than for a, a sole entrepreneur that's starting a new business because it's going to be a partnership Mm -hmm. and you need more money, more products, more inventory in order to make it, to to generate enough revenue to support all the partners. And so everybody will be able to withdraw some profits and uh, make it, um, you know, profitable for all parties. Agreed. So I was I gave her like a round, a range of ten maybe ten thousand US or so maybe I guess it also kind of depends on how what type of product we choose which goes into the next question Phil Suslow he's in South Africa a fr- 
American friend of mine, he says, what product are we going to sell? And I think the interesting part about this is we don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the ultimate question. So I would rather to focus on in which niche we will focus and we will sell and not the product itself because product have a, a life cycle. Products always changes, but the branding should be a niche focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to be part of the project, the research, the market research, the competitor research. And after um, thorough research, you can get a good idea for the niche and, uh, and, and products and adjust it to, the, to your resources, to your money, your investment and other resources, like what kind of manufacturers you know, what kind of suppliers you know. Yeah. And also you should have a little bit of, how to call it, rapport maybe with, with this niche or with this product. Yeah, you need to like it. You need, you need to have some kind of... Uh, passion, I call yeah, it. Yeah, passion. It's true. Yeah, so I think the, what I've been telling people too is I think, yeah, like you said, we're, pick a category. Right. Pick a category... And then, of course, probably start with, of course, pick one product to start and then uh, and then go on from there to expand into more products, but within that niche so that you can have the cross-promoting value of right. your customer base and experience. Yeah. And then Gerard, you know Gerard, he was a speaker at the summit and he's in Holland and he was saying, he's just uh, really excited to see that we're putting the product out there. We're not, you know, he's been annoyed at uh, vague e-commerce podcasts out there that don't really talk about their products. Uh, should we be worried that we're going to put what product we're selling out there? I don't know what you think there. Basically, I don't think you you have to worry. Um, if you're going to be the best, you're going to make it very difficult for your competitor to uh, follow you. True. And uh, compete with you. Um, so, yeah. The idea of this is to um, create inspiration and uh, inspire people and maybe even inspire your customers and buyers because your, your listeners might be even your buyers if, you, if they will see how much effort mm. and energy you put in this brand to yeah. create a really good and valuable brand and really high quality products maybe some of them will prefer to buy from you and not from someone else. Mm-hmm. And brand is something that you should promote and not hide. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, I did. I even was selling on Amazon. I, I, it wasn't actually my main channel. I think, I don't really remember, remember when it got so crazy, but I got out in like 2012. It wasn't that nuts then, but uh, then it was mostly eBay, but even eBay sellers, we didn't hide our products as much. I feel like Amazon sellers are really crazy about hiding their products more than even eBay or website. Like I, I have my domain name, New York Bar Store. I tell people it's still there. I mean, um, yeah, we're gonna te- we're gonna make a website for sure, and we're gonna tell everybody. We're gonna get links to it. You know, we're gonna link to it on the show. We're gonna promote it everywhere. Uh, I think also maybe one thing I'm less worried about too now is I think from what I understand with Amazon now is you need third third party trafficker. You can't just rely on organic traffic in Amazon so we can drive traffic from social, from web, from all these different sources. Uh, right. So I'm excited to reach out to bloggers in the in industry 
and and other podcasters and stuff. So I think that's also going to be something that's interesting. Uh, Nick Hill, he's in New Jersey, actually a college friend of mine. He says he opened up a Shopify store and he uses Oberlo for drop shipping. I'm not sure if you've heard. Yeah, of it's extension for it's a plugin to connect your Shopify with AliExpress. It's um, for drop shipping. Yeah, he doesn't seem so happy with it. He's interested in applying for the program. He's he's reviewing the application process, but yeah, I think uh, you mentioned because you also I was gonna bring it up earlier, but you mentioned drop shipping. I I actually was a drop shippy for my bar products. I had like 50 or 60 drop shippers, Mm -hmm. but then they would start to compete. I even noticed they were competing with each other on eBay or or websites. Uh, And sometimes they're getting more choosy about overlapping with each other too much. So it's true. I don't don't want this business to do drop ship. Maybe we'll let others drop ship it in channels. But yeah, I I feel like it might have worked earlier, but I feel like it's pretty hard to to differentiate yourself drop shipping products or he seemed pretty frustrated with it. So he might get into follow. He'll definitely be following our story, but he's also, um, wasn't impressed with the product selection or differentiation. So, yeah, this is one of the main pain points in this business model. The only advantage of this business model is that it can allow newbies and people without experience to make their first step in e-commerce without big risk, without big, uh, investment. But that's all. This mm-hmm. is the way it ends. So if you want to build a sustainable business for the long term, you will have to differentiate yourself to build a brand and make something that can last. Okay, cool. And then yesterday I was in Hong Kong uh, on Tuesday this week, right when we announced. So I was literally meeting people as I, as I was there. They were like curious to talk to me about this. So I met one one guy, he he might not join because he's doing he's starting his own platform in Philippines. So he's a Filipino, Carlos, and he's uh, representing a lot of Filipino products internationally. But he felt he was confused why we were saying FBA first. And we're basically focusing on Amazon FBA. He says he feels he doesn't want to go to Amazon because he feels like it commoditizes his brand or it commoditizes his products. So I felt like, you know, I think he would say the same, but I was telling him, well, you want to go one channel first and then, then multi-channel. And it seems like the best channel now, right, is FBA because all the customers are there. Yeah, so this is a very good question. And um, I said that in my uh, speech in uh, Crossborder. Yep. Most of the sellers, the private label sellers, FBA private label sellers right now, they went into private labeling in order to sell on Amazon because without their own brand, they would have compete with other people on the buy box. So the whole idea of creating their own brand came up from the need to uh, protect their product pages on Amazon. But this is the wrong reason to get into this business. So instead of creating brands or creating private label products in order to sell on Amazon, you need to sell on Amazon in order to build your brand. So he has a good point. Once you have a solid brand, Amazon is just a channel that personally I would prefer to give a distributor to manage. Mm. And I wouldn't manage it by myself as a brand owner. But when you just start to build your brand and your brand is still not familiar and still have no awareness, you can leverage Amazon. You can use Amazon as a tool to build your brand. 
and to get your first uh, uh, customers and build a list and then drive traffic from Amazon to your website and to your list and to your uh, private channels. So the idea is to leverage Amazon, use it as a channel to build your brand mm. and not building a brand in order to sell on Amazon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're going to register a, a brand as soon as possible, as soon as... As yeah, it is a must. Out. Right now, it's a must, uh, especially because Amazon changed the brand registry uh, program. Now it's called uh, Brand Registry 2.0. And in order to, to join, to apply, you have to have a registered brand in the US. Yep. You have US to have a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to register your trademark. So otherwise, you cannot join this uh, program. So I've, I have a few trademarks I've done in the U.S. I haven't done it for a couple of years, but it does take time to yeah. process. So yeah. you have to wait till it's processed. Yeah, it takes about six months. I see. So then, actually, some people have also asked. I mean, I guess I'm hoping to get some... I'm hit, I hope we can hit the Christmas season for this business. It's, it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. Because uh, we are in China. Everything is faster. Yeah. You don't have to wait... Two weeks for a sample to arrive you can get it in three days yeah so all the logistics part will be much easier you have a big advantage being here in shenzhen in china the center of everything yep. in e-commerce and then it can take about uh, uh, four to six weeks to launch the first product okay exciting and ivan from current one of our supporters of the Global Information Events in Shenzhen. He, he, uh, he's asking me what he's very curious. Well, of course, for his own business because he helps the marketplaces. But he just tries to say what he's very excited to see the news. And he messaged me and he he asked me what markets. Like I, I have also we had Wilson spoke at an event. Another seller, a friend of ours. He he's suggesting not U.S. anymore. He thinks it's too saturated. Saying e Europe market. I'm not sure if you. I didn't have, agree with it. You don't agree? No, I don't agree with it at all. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to US, you think? Yeah. All right. It's the most native place to start in. All right. Yeah. So US, then Europe, Canada, Japan. Yeah. But US is the first place. And then Singapore just announced like today or yesterday, I heard. But that, that's probably... Yeah. Uh, India, there are more markets opening. Australia is going to open soon. Very exciting times. Um, so that's all I have today. So we're still learning. We're kind of figuring out this model, but I hope to have you, you know, you're obviously you're very, thank you so much for sharing this just today. We hope to get you on some more shows. You'll be on as an advisor, mentor in a way, following, following this closely. And, and, uh, I wish you could get on every show. We'll, we'll try to get you on, on more often cool. and we will talk, uh, as, as this develops. So as this is the first show um, the next couple of weeks, we're still in application process. So you guys right. listening, if application deadline is August 8th. So I know there's people that messaged me already. They said, Mike, uh, wait for me. I'm still, pre they're preparing, <laughs> they're preparing their application because they <laughs> still have time. So please, uh, you know, guys consider it. Uh, some people said they don't have either money or they don't have time. Basically, whatever you can, if you want to be involved in this in any way, we want to kind of hear from you and we will use this to learn more about how we can help everybody in the future there's lots of ways we can help you 
Um, like one, one, one listener friend is Lily and Chung in LA. So she's working in a day job. She wants to try to get out of the nine to five. She's interested to do some dog pet supply products. So even, you know, we just want to hear from everybody. So we're, uh, mayor is also going to be reviewing the, re- I think you're going to go through some of the reviews or give me some advice yeah, yeah. Uh, as well on the applications. So, you know, I think also I'll, try my best. I can't promise I'll reply to everybody's application, depending on how many, but I'll try to give you some personal advice, even if we don't accept your application at this time. But it's exciting times and we, we want to keep sharing sharing this as, as we go. So thanks again, Mayor, for, for, for the idea to even do this and to, to share on the first episode. And, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Thank you and good luck. And uh, I'm positive. <laughs> it's exciting. We've got a lot of meetings to go this week. A lot of people, a lot of bigger, bigger people interested too. So thanks right. everybody for listening. Awesome, Mayor. Thanks. I think this is a great start to our new e-commerce series. And we're going to keep keep these every week, Fridays, Friday afternoon, let's say 2 p.m. Hong Kong time, kind of like end your weekend or start your weekend and your week. As always, globalformasia.com is the main site. And if you want to go directly to this show notes, globalformasia.com slash e-commerce 001, the number zero, the number zero and one, and it will get you there. And thanks again, Aurelia Pay for your sponsoring the show and supporting us to continue to do these as free and helpful for everybody. Cheers. And if you are listening to this when we just published it, there's time to apply. People have already been applying, and I know some people are working on our applications, but you can check that out also on the show notes. And you have until August 8th, 2017. With the amazing feedback we've gotten, I'm going to try my best to get back to everybody and at least give them some insights if we don't choose you guys. But applying helps and gives us feedback and also understands how we can help you with your business whether this venture or future ones. Global from Asia e-commerce series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. 